Oh, no, 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 no. This is Winging It, the somewhat whimsical, certainly whirring, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. Uh, it happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 very low end to 180 minutes with us every week, which is the desired result, I'm sure. I mean, I call it like the... the Prescription. Prescription. We've yeah. written a, a prescription, and I'm we afraid, need to follow directions. Yeah, this one's going to be this one's going to be a hefty dose. I'm afraid, so, okay, but it's been what? a while. You That's know, I right. happy New Year, kiddos. This is our first show that we're recording in 2023. I know, and it's a little late, but shit gets in the way sometimes. A little late. That. What's what's new with the new year? Well, not much, except for we do. We you might have noticed that we have a new closing theme for winging yes. it. Uh, Christina, for some time, she's been requesting uh, that Winging It have its own unique closing theme, just yes. as it has an opening theme. And uh, so I came up with something the other day after immaculately editing the previous show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she wanted a theme, and she got one, because, Pumpkin, you know your wish is my command. <laughs> Unless, of course, it causes me even the most fleeting or minor inconvenience. Right. Then uh, can't help you, babe. Not going to do it. Can't help you. Totally. Get it. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Bone Zone. Now, <laughs> now, the more sedentary and sedate among you and the normal among you are probably thinking, do I even want to know what that means? Probably not. No, not really, I don't. <laughs> but don't worry, you silly geese, it's nothing sordid. That's just a reference to the fact that I, once again, am going to throw Christina a bone oh. and actually do a, I, see, a, a stitch of work. I, was, I almost said lick of work, but... Bone, wow, bone lick. lick. Yeah, I mean, I'd be weird. halfway to writing an ACDC it's lyric, you know? <laughs> or a romance novel, either one. But uh, in other words, I'm doing a show this time, which means it's going to be like really, really a massive dose uh, because I don't know when to put on the brakes. But you know what? They need a double dose. It's been a while. It has been a while. This is your so, re-up, you know? That's right. But I mean, we, um, we're sure you enjoyed Grace Cummings. We hope you do. We hope you heard that. Oh. And uh, just Audrey took that completely off our hands. But we really need, we owe you. Okay, we owe you. We do owe you. We're, we're, we're in arrears. We, would you say we're in arrears? I would say we are in arrears. <laughs> totally. And there's bones and there's licking. It's getting really it's weird getting, here. You know, and it's here a I am. a little obscene. I like it. <laughs> a little sorted. A little seamy. And, uh, I, and here I am doing another show. What is this, four or five now? Yeah. I mean, wow. I don't know. That's more than one per year, man. I <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. I just want you all to do the math on that. It's been four years. We're on in our fourth year. Coming Actually, into our fourth year. In our fourth and year. I, I might have done even. That? Yeah, fourth. This is year four. Oh, I can't just even starting. That's crazy. And wait a minute. No, it doesn't start till February. It starts in February. February fourteenth. Year four. Yes, that's right. But uh, it uh, it has been like you know half, maybe half a dozen shows tops. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, all the listeners, and that's that isn't bad, really. Knowing me, <laughs> it's totally bad. All the. <laughs> <laughs> all the listeners are thinking. I think I speak for all the listeners. It sounds like one of those internet posts. Yeah. It's true. I speak for every listener when I say they're thinking, you know, Christina, you really got to hold on to this guy. He's a prince. Yeah, well. I mean, is there no end to his benevolence? <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Just call me generous gerbil. <laughs> don't ask what that. Remember? <laughs> no. I don't know what that is. I sent you that that gif. I don't oh, know what the hell it is, really but it was hilarious. Generous gerbil so is a, is a, like, he's awesome. What the hell? No, I didn't make it up. It's actually there. It's, it's a, a thing. It's a gif, yeah. 
anyway, rather than stand here and take bows, I'll just proceed to introduce the heretofore double secret topic, which is how we do it, which is sort of related to a recent winging it, wherein we had songs by comedians, you might recall. Uh-huh. This time, it's songs by actors. Oh, my. Yes. Uh, just as every actor decides they want to direct sooner or later... Many also parlay their fame into an opportunity to lay down some wax. And I'm not talking about bikini wax. I'm talking about American hot wax, That's platters. Real, real kinky. It's getting real weird. It's getting there. I mean, we're getting. It just keeps going. I mean, all we need is a, is a riff, and we've got an ACDC That's song so here. That's so true. And uh, platters that matter, we're talking about. A, a record, or maybe they don't matter. We'll see. They matter. <laughs> <laughs> they, matter to, they matter to somebody. They matter you know? to someone. Everybody's baby, you know, their record. And uh, they did so well, at least some of the ones we are discussing tonight, because if they didn't ever get beyond the dreaming stage, then we probably wouldn't be discussing them, would we? True. So they had to go and do it. And for that, I got to say, for the ones that did, I applaud them, even if if it turned out to be like a shitty record. Mm -hmm. uh, Just as I have to applaud Stephen King for trying his hand at directing. Remember, we talked about that, and it was... He did it, though, and I salute him for that. But boy, does he have a lot of bad stuff to say about himself. Himself, yeah. I think it's much more commendable to attempt something and fail than to sit around whining like a little bitch, you know, well, and true. not trying. So, and as we will see, some of our dramatist warblers even won awards and hit number one on the charts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, for some of the songs under discussion, I'll have statistics, chart positions, etc. And for others, no. Shit. Whether this time, what happened? Yeah, what, exactly. <laughs> you prescient. Exactly. Nailed it. Not prescient, but you knew what I was going to say. Yes, nailed it. This uh, whether this scattershot approach is because of overcommitment and lack of time, as you said, <laughs> or laziness. You can make your own guess. Yeah. If you've I'm going to say it's to me, lack of time. You ran out. Yeah, of time. yeah. You know me. That's I'm not. Right. Right. Yeah. Now to clarify the terms, okay? This does not mean singers who also act. Okay, we won't mm. be talking about those who are primarily or started out as, in any case. Uh, singers, so that means no Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Lady Gaga, Diana Ross, Cher, Meatloaf, uh, even though uh, all of these have received acclaim for their acting. True. Okay, well, maybe not Elvis, but uh, we're also no. not... <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe the rest of them. You know? We're also not talking about those who ended up in musicals where they would ordinarily never be if they weren't famous actors. Mm. That That's the real thing. That's a fun thing. That it's is. Like, I mean, Oliver Reed. You know? Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson? Uh, yeah, you're like, Yeah. What? One of my favorite musicals of all time, Paint Your Wagon, stars two non-singers, uh, Lee Marvin <laughs> and, well, Clint Eastwood, although Eastwood doesn't do a bad job. And that's what the can narrative said until I just discovered after writing this that Clint Eastwood had an album out in 1963 oh, called fuck. Rawhide's Clint Eastwood Sings Cowboy Favorites. Oh. I'm out. I mean... I'm going to go and write a check. I'm out of here. But uh, he did okay in the musical. Better than Lee Marvin, anyway. Uh, But uh, nobody knew about that, so we'll move on. Uh, No, the thespian songbirds we'll be looking at are mostly dabblers who had one hit, although not all. Some had actually long careers that aren't generally widely known. Does Don Johnson come to play in this? Uh, uh, It's funny you should mention that. I couldn't find his song, so I'm not... uh, You tell me what you know when I get to that. Oh. Yeah. Generally, they're not exactly gifted with particularly distinctive voices, but sometimes, yeah. But coupled with the right song, they often acquit themselves nicely. So we'll see what comes up. Okay, so now that the show is finally underway after all that preamble, (laughs) now that it's underway, I got chills. 
Uh-oh, they're they multiplying. multiplying. They're multiplying. Exactly. Care to hazard a guess as to who the first actor will be with that little prompt? It could be, um, let's see, mm, John Travolta as Danny Zuko in Greece. Oh, oh, we've got chapter and verse on this I one. I know, right? Yes, the wonderful Greece. Greatest movie ever made. Okay. I only watched that a million times. <laughs> yes, John Travolta with Cy Letter in. You remember this song? Uh, yes. Mr. Travolta is definitely a better dancer and actor than he is a singer. Yes. And that song's no great shakes either. No. I mean, this is some Tiger Beat magazine shit. But I love it. That's the target demographic I, there, I, I think. I was the target demographic. Yeah, Tiger Beat, man. Perfect. You know? I used I to mean, read that. I bought it. You know? I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean. Wham was on the cover a lot. I had sisters. So I, had I, mean, I, I mean, you know, yeah. Bobby Goldsboro, Bobby Sherman, before your time. David Cassidy, you know. Oh, David Cassidy. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, you know me. I'm fine with cheese and sap and schmaltz. But this is beyond the pale, even for yours truly. <laughs> And uh, speaking of throbbing hearts, oh, oh wait, wait, oh, your comments hearts. on Letter In. I mean, you I, were you it, were in because it was the Tiger Beat era. Yes, yeah. I liked it because it was a Tiger Beat era. But again, I it's mean, not terrible. I, I also liked, you know, Donnie, right? So Don Osmond, right? Donnie then, fucking rules though. And he did the whole they call it puppy. Okay, love. he did. Wasn't was, he wasn't ruling when that happened? But I was out, dude. I was out on that kind of stuff. Like it, there's there's like a, I don't know. There's like a dorky scale and mm-hmm. as long as you stay just this side of complete dorkiness i'm in see i like donnie but i could do without that one particular track you yeah, know that's true but uh, did you see a uh, recent there's a clip floating around now that i had never seen before because of the recent uh, de- uh departing of jeff beck Ugh. there's a video of donnie and jeff beck playing together no, and it's uh, it's I terrific yeah legend another legend who's jeff beck and um somebody else just we, we, we talked Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, guy. Lisa. People uh, we talked about on the show: Jeff Beck and Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. I can't believe Terrible. that. Yeah, the Jeff Beck thing kills me because he's fucking amazing, and the world has lost you know an absolute legend. And then just Lisa Marie Presley. Are you kidding me? He's way before her time. Just I mean, ter- and, and, just terrible. You know, Fifty-four. Yeah, and her mom's still around. And uh, so, I mean, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, and so uh, you want to hear? I would love to tell you if you want to hear our uh, discussion. Uh, about Lisa Marie on Keep Your Eyes on the Kids. I would. I just don't know what episode it was on. So go listen to them all, and you'll come across yeah, it. Yeah, you'll, you'll sometime find in it. the last year. Yeah, you know? sometime in the last. Listen year. to every but show from the last year. <laughs> and speaking of throbbing hearts, Jack Wagner. <laughs> all I need oh. is just a little more time. Now, Too what's your take? Sure. I think it's a good song, and I he does a fine job it. with it. It's That's... cheesy as fuck, but I loved it. I loved it. I thought he had a great voice. Honestly, again, it reminds me of the Don Johnson heartbeat thing. Heartbeat. I mean, just like, oh. I'm, that's the one I didn't get. So this one I didn't get. I, I did. So I tried so in. hard to get into all these songs. But, oh. but uh, Jack Wagner, all I need. I like the song. I like it way, way better than uh, I got shit. No. Uh, <laughs> all, uh, let her in. Yeah, let her in. Way better than John Travolta's Let Her In. That's yeah. a good song, all I need. I liked it. Yeah. Yes, the general heart. Th- uh, Yes, the General Hospital teen dream who made the ladies swoon as Frisco Jones. If ever there was a soap opera name. Frisco, come on. He had himself a hit with this one, reaching number two, reigning there for two weeks just behind Madonna's Like a Virgin. He was was number two just Hmm. behind Madonna. Among the writers of this hit was Glenn Ballard, a songwriter with more notable credits than we could ever have time to name. But among them are... Writing songs for and producing records for Shakira, Van Halen, Aerosmith, Toto, Annie Lennox, Mm. I mean, Michael Jackson, everybody. Mm. Uh, So many hits that you definitely know. 
And he was be- involved with the writing of All I Need. That's why it's a good song. It is a really yep. good song. It seems like a Diane Warren song almost. Yes, like yes. I was really surprised to find out she didn't write that song. Yeah, I know, I know. Sad, doesn't it just drip of her influence? Yeah, it is the... It, it, that could have been... Yes, right? it has the, the hit pop machine, power ballad machine of Absolutely. Diane Warren. And uh, Desmond Child and all totally. those people. Yeah. Absolutely. I total- I was still shocked. But a Dan Warren, she's a goddess. She's incredible. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, wow. Not uh, not bagging on Diane, no way. Not at all. Uh, Frisco Jones, okay. Well, another General Hospital alumnus, Rick Springfield, really doesn't belong on this list, though. Though he's featured on many people's because he's more of a singer who acts. Having <laughs> It's always interesting because I didn't have time to edit this, so we'll see what dictation comes up with. <laughs> Uh, when I'm what I said versus the hilarious thing he turns it into. <laughs> having been in bands, Rick Springfield we're still talking about, having been in bands since the 60s and not branching out into acting until his debut appearance on The Six Million Dollar Man oh my God. in 1977. And yep. soap operas, right? I think he the Six was Million Dollar Man wasn't a soap opera. No, but he was on soap <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Another General Hospital alumnus. Yeah. I, I never watched yeah. General Hospital. I just heard about it. No, yeah. I, I said it at the beginning. He was Dr. I believe his name was Noah Drake. Yes, Dr. Noah Drake. There's people on soap opera, they have names like Frisco Jones and Noah Drake. They don't have boring names like Stephen Wilson, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Porcupine Tree, Mr. Mixmaster, Recording Wizard and everything. His name is boring as hell. He would never get on a soap like that. But there's nothing boring about. No, he's not boring. I mean, you expect him to be named like Frisco Jones or something or Noah Drake. That would be kind of hot. It would be, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, oh, by the way, also, that was the acting bit, Six Million Dollar Man thing. Uh, he started hosting a show on Sirius XM. I didn't know this. A couple of years ago called Working Class DJ. Yes, I've heard that. With I have Rick Springfield. And, uh, and get this. He spins eight, spins eight songs around a theme. Mm-hmm. That's our kind of guy. You That's know? so weird. Imagine him taking our format like that. No, uh, but he doesn't. He actually gets mainstream. We focus on indie. And kindly behold, what's next in the canned narrative? The one song I could not find to listen to is the one she's been talking about from the beginning. The first thing that came to mind. Okay, well, stop it so we can. Which was Don Johnson. Let's go. Heartbeat. All right, we'll wish out. All right, so we just listened to Don Johnson Heartbeat. Now, I couldn't find this one, even though it is right there on Spotify. I could not locate it for some reason, and I ran out of time. This one was not about laziness. Uh, but we just learned something interesting about it. It uh, was, was his first album, 1986, yes. gold record, number 17 on the charts, and the title track we just listened to peaked at number five. And honestly, I dig it. I like the I, I like it. the song. Um, and he does a fine job, and there's a, a thing wrong with that. And it's one of those many cases where if you didn't know it was Don Johnson, you wouldn't be able to hear the Don Johnsonness of it. You no. know. Uh, and a lot of people on that record with him, we find out. Uh, Dweezil Zappa, Bonnie Raitt, oh. uh, Ron Wood, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Dickie Betts. Wow. Uh, yeah, right? Holy we were one- shit. We were wondering who did that kick-ass solo, and I thought I saw Dweezil Zappa in the credits, and I said, oh, it must be him, but it wasn't. Uh, he does that one on another song. Oh. So very uh, nice work from Mr. Uh, Johnson there. Yeah, I did like it, and he happened to just be super incredibly hot, and then you had what the whole, have? like... Miami Vice thing, and just, you know, it was ridiculous. Crockett and Tubbs, and you That's got right. the whole Leon Hammer theme, and you was, little, yeah. And I, mean, I still thought he was, was such a, a cutie pie. That was a tween dream it, right there. Oh, mm-hmm. he was. Both of them were hot as, jeez, ugh. Uh, I so guess, hot. I suppose they were. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, and another actor. Um, actually, I couldn't find him at first because 
Kevin Bacon is listed along with his brother Michael, recording as the, the Bacon, Bacon Brothers. Brothers. Yep. And the song Go My Way. Well, Wikipedia. It's not going through puberty here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm squeaking like I'm going through puberty here, but honestly, I'm uh, I'm older. You know. Uh, Wikipedia describes the uh, Bacon Brothers as country rock, and I suppose that's fair. But it's true, honestly. But there's a very strong funk feel on this track, mm. and it doesn't have the annoying vocals of country. So I just ate it right up. Honestly, it was a great tune. I like the Bacon Brothers. I, yeah, definitely yeah, I dig the Bacon, and they have uh, you know more than one record. They've got quite a few out there. And they're still at it and uh, still touring, I believe. I so, think so, too, yeah. That's pretty badass, I got to say. Here was a surprise. What happened? I'm clicking. She, she thinks, you, yeah, I know you can't hear that. So <laughs> It's just because you're moving around. That's why. See, I, I'm, I'm, my throat. Something's bothering me with my throat. And she says I sound fine. But anyway. You do. But uh, I think I got I got to click, I think. I, got to click I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Another surprise here. Steven Seagal. You know this one? No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to. I'm not sure you do. Yeah, actually, it's called "Girl, It's All Right," oh, and I'm this not. was really a surprise here. Now, I've seen pictures of Steven Seagal here and there with a guitar, but I've never heard anything of his. So, you know, I listened to this. Actually, I listened to three songs to see what the man gets up to when he's not, you know, breaking arms and gouging out eyes on screen. Uh, starting with a single, the single we talked about, "Girl, It's All Right," which is honestly, it's breezy and agreeable. Kind of sweet. And if you didn't know it was him, you would never, you'd just say, hey, this guy's a good, okay singer. You know, Mm. not bad. Uh, You get to, you got to really know, like I said, you got to really know it's him to hear it, just like Don Johnson. I listened to a couple others, and one of them is this kind of cocky little reggae thing, and another one was kind of a countrified power ballad, and he also called Roads Me Songs. Now, what the hell is that supposed to mean? That's a dictation. Oh, I get it. He also co wrote the songs. That's what it is. (laughs) <laughs> That's, Holy I'm wrestling shit. with the dictation. Oh, there's worse ones than oh that. Oh, my God. He also called Rhodes Me Songs. Uh, and besides Rhodes. that, he co-wrote the songs. <laughs> so much respect for that. And I'm not just saying that so he won't snap my neck. Okay. So. Oh, God. You know, I, honestly, I think it's kind of a paradox that because you're a famous actor, you can make a record. But for that very same reason, a lot of people won't listen to it. That's true. Because it's just an actor. Yeah, That's yeah, an actor, yeah. Uh, which brings us to Lindsay Lohan. But it's a novelty, too. It is a novelty, so yeah. So you go, well, that's that's novel for that person, so I'll listen to it. And I'm, I'm surprised at some of the numbers I'm finding for these actors. There, there's, you know, streams and things like that. Yeah, well, I uh, think I think it's that whole thing, oh, I've got to hear this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, come on, it's so-and-so, i got to hear this. I remember when I heard that Don Johnson did a song, I think even though I was... I was like, oh come on! He's not, <laughs> you know, he's not a he's not a singer. And then I was can like, can I just oh. look at his hotness? Yeah, you know? can I just look at his hotness and see him every week on Miami Vice? What's going on here? All right, and how about now? This is an actress that I really saw in nothing until you turned me on to Mean Girls, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, and uh, she apparently had a bunch of songs, but this the biggest one was Rumors. Mm, yeah, you know this one? Yeah. The fact that this one has 20 million streams that I and, and I never heard of it confirms my dinosaur status without contradiction. But, I mean, it's okay. It's I passable. I mean, I listened to that right. and some much newer stuff with a 16-year-old spread, and it's kind of the same stuff. You yeah. know, she's been doing a lot, but it's pretty much, it's, it's okay, Pop, you know. It's, it's, it's like Katy Perry, who I you know once made the mistake of saying was actually good on the show. Aye. One of those remorse things. Yeah, you know, yeah, it happens. Once it's out there, you know. Can't take it back, but you did come back and apologize for your the the, the misstep. Yeah, mentioning her in the same breath as Lady Gaga yeah, that, that, that calls that calls upsetting. for 
public abasement. Yeah, that's uh, true. All right, I'm being force-fed tea here to uh, make up for the ravages the weather is having upon my uh, my no poor, worse. delicate uh, throat, which is, as we established on earlier shows, which is precious, and I squander talking to Christina over dinner. Um, and I have to stop doing that. Good but news is there are choices. There are choices in life. We're getting up to another actor, Mr. Bruce Willis. Respect oh. yourself. Now, you know, some of these actors, honestly, are no worse singers than, say, Bruce Springsteen, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you love Bruce. Uh, I don't. You know, not not singing one. Or you you would probably argue Bob Dylan. Uh, oh. This one, this one, uh, the song "Respect Yourself" comes from Bruce Willis's first record, "The Return of Bruno." Bruno being the his alter ego, Bruno Rattellini. And I actually used to have this record, and I liked it. I really did. It was actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I love that song. I think he did a great job on yeah, that song. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, and this, he put on another album uh, two years later called If It If It Don't Kill You, It Just Makes You Stronger. Oy. So I guess when it comes to recording, he's a real um, diehard. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, but I like Bruce. I should have seen that one. So uh, you you said you liked the song, too. Huh? I love that song. I, I thought there were a lot it. of good original songs on there, or, you know, new songs. Uh, he did a cover of Under the Boardwalk, which wasn't bad. Mm. And uh, the rest of the songs were, were actually quite cool. Flirting with Disaster. It's a good record. Uh, Never, down down I, in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have the record. I just yeah. heard that song, and I thought that song was great. And at the time, he was on Moonlighting, or I think right around the same time. It was, yeah. yeah. And I thought... He was pretty handsome on Moonlighting. Now, I mean, I look back, he's handsome, but not as handsome as I thought he was when I was younger. But, yeah, and then he could sing, too. And, again, I told you the whole thing, men who can sing. Men who can sing, yeah. Uh, well, well, uh, then I'll bet you would have found Lauren Green very hot. Now, you, <laughs> Lauren Green, who you probably don't know. No. The, the pepperonis don't know. Lauren Green was the uh, epically voiced actor who played the patriarch Ben Cartwright on the long, long-running show Bonanza. Bonanza, TV show Bonanza, which... which uh, that show was our uh, first major exposure to Michael Landon, uh, to mainstream that, audiences, that huh? Man, I know. Unless you happen to catch I Was a Teenage Werewolf, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a great title? I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Michael okay. Landon. What, what are you now, you know? True. <laughs> Maybe best hair ever. Yeah, he's like that, he's he's up in hair. the Jim Morrison league when it comes oh, to the hair. That beautiful, I mean, those beautiful locks, the wavy. I like wavy curly. Yeah, and he had the wavy curly. Just ugh. These guys are my hair idols. You and know. he was ridiculously handsome. He's, he's a pretty good looking guy. I guess. Damn. Yeah, great hair, just like Morrison. Those are my hair idols. Yeah. But Lauren Green, the patriarch, had a song called Ringo. I mean, it's just one of those Western things. It and, seems uh, unfortunate. Yes, uh, 1964. Did very you like nice. it? I did. I dug uh. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were a puppy, though. I was, uh, yo, yeah, yeah. I was well. The show, the show ran for a long time. Yeah, it did. But the song was 1964. I do remember hearing it though. Mm. But the, they must have replayed it. But now here's one, another one I couldn't find. Along with Don Johnson, or ran out of time or something. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, the Poor House. I couldn't find it. Have you ever heard mm, that one? No, I no. don't think so. Okay. I mean, sounds strangely promising. You know who it I'd love to hear sound sing? Strangely promising. John Malkovich. I'd love to hear John Malkovich sing. That I would do something. I else. think he would probably do the shit, go the Shatner route and just speak. <laughs> and <laughs> it would still I, be awesome. It would still you know, be so still awesome. Still be great. Well, Elvis fans who have seen the picture or heard the soundtrack "Blue Hawaii" mm. know the song "Moonlight Swim." Yes. But they might be surprised to find out that it was recorded by an actor years earlier, hmm. four years earlier. Anthony Perkins in 1957 what? had himself a single. 
He was already known as an actor, but it was three years before he would become a household word in his signature role as California motel proprietor <laughs> Norman Bates. Wow. And even though we have some young things in tender, pepperonis in the listening audience, even you kiddos know who Norman Bates is. Everybody does. Because of the television series Bates Motel. Uh, his recording of Moonlight Swim hit number 24 mm. on the U.S. charts. And he's good. I mean, he sings quite a bit like uh, a lot of the rock pop crooners of the day, Bobby Darren, Pat Boone. It was, it's a nice mm. tune. Yeah. And I didn't know this at all. And, yeah, and I love I Anthony Perkins. Have no idea. I love Anthony Perkins. All four of the Psycho movies in which he plays Norman Bates are they're classics to me. And he directed the third, doing a hell of a job. So, uh, But seriously, uh, he should have had one more go at the charts and released a song following the original Hitchcock thriller, one called... We all go a little mad sometimes. Oh. I mean, I, that's his, one of his key lines from the movie. And I think that uh, would have been a very palpable hit. You know? Too bad. Opportunity missed. Yeah. yeah Norman Bates uh, album. You know, absolutely. Uh, and that most regal king, Arthur, reigning in Camelot himself, Richard Harris. She's, is she groaning over there? Is she no. making a face? Made his mark with MacArthur Park. I thought you were going to have a reaction, like an I, allergic one. A personal song. favorite of yours, I know. I but, I mean, it certainly was a chilling cautionary tale about the hazards of careless food handling. Yeah. I mean, no, that's true. I that's mean, true. I think that should be in every training video for food handlers. Cakes, I humbly submit, shouldn't be left outside at all, even if rain is not forecast. Yeah. Well, because anything could happen to a precious cake. I mean, the, the sweet green icing running down. I mean, you I know, mean come on. I'm guessing you and many other people probably find Donna Summer's version more palatable. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess to that myself. Hell yes. Or, per, or failing that, perhaps Weird Al Yankovic's uh, parody, no. Jurassic Park. No. <laughs> no? That one doesn't do it for yeah. me. The Donna Summer knocks it out of the park. Now, this one was interesting. This one goes, this or is... takes the cake. Takes the cake. Oh. Oh. oh hey. Nice. Very sweet. Just like the green icing running down. Oh, you know? better late than never. Ah. Is it pea soup green? Pea soup green. It's oh. electric green, babe. Now, this is going back to, to the Stone Age, and I love it. Uh, if I were to say, I'm easy, you probably would think of the smooth vocals of uh, Lionel, Lionel Richie, Richie. Yes. on the Commodore's hit. Or perhaps the later cover, cover either, or perhaps the later cover by... Faith, the dictation note says face no more. No, faith no more. Oh. <laughs> Although, honestly, I think faith, face no more is a pretty good name for a band. Better than most, you know. Faith no more is pick ass. It is, yeah. And barring that, but if that had never happened, I think face no True, more okay. would be cool. Uh, but there was another hit by that name. An earlier tune that charted by Keith Carradine of the <laughs> famous Carradine family with Father John and brother Kung Fu Kill Bill David. Kill Bill, man. Uh, it's a nice one, too. Now, quite a story here. In 1975, director Robert Altman uh, made a film called, oh God, the dictation note says, Mashville. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not even an honest mistake. I'm pretty sure there's no such thing as Mashville. I don't think so. Now, instead of using country music by artists of the day, uh, Robert Altman let the cast write and perform their own songs. That's pretty bold. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. There are actually two songs on there written and sung by, wait for it, Karen Black. Oh, yeah, God. right. Keith Carradine also wrote several and Sunroom. What the hell is this supposed to mean here? I'm looking at the dictation. Sunroom. Oh, Keith Carradine also wrote several and sung them. <laughs> Not Sunroom. Oh, my God. And the amazing part is that I'm Easy 
won him an Oscar and a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Wow. I mean, you imagine that. Here you are, this actor. You write a song and sing it in a movie, and you win an Oscar and a Golden Globe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a hell of a feat. Uh, I remember seeing this at my mother's theater in 1975, uh, Nash- Nashville. <laughs> Nashville. And she was in the box office, and I was behind her, and a customer came in and asked what the movie was about. Country music, she replied. Then the customer came back with, what country? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> no, no kidding. This is true. Oh, without no. missing a beat, without even missing a beat, I swear, my mom said, Russia, is there any other? <laughs> <laughs> so you see where I get it from. I you, know? see where, you come by it honestly. I come by it honestly. Got yeah. it. That's, I mean, bang, Damn. just to come up with that. Damn. You know, I mean, I was, I was impressed. You know? Yeah, right there you're like, uh, idolize okay. my mom. Wow. Yeah. And presents. I want to be like my mom. That's right. Oh, and, and here, <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, that's where it comes from. Okay, and uh, let's get to Paris Hilton. Oh, Stars are blind. Right. Let's just move past Number it. 18 on the U.S. charts. This is cutting room floor material yeah, here. Yuck. It's an agreeable enough song, but I suppose anybody, anybody could have sung it, though. I mean, it's not terrible. It's another Lindsay Lohan deal. Mm. You know, really, I don't know if uh, I... I, I even thought of her as an actress, actually, no. until seeing this list. No. Celebrity, sure. More Celebrity, yes. Reality sto- star, show yes, star, which is not sure. acting. Yeah. Well, actually, that's as fake as it gets, but it doesn't constitute acting. Right. You know, uh, entrepreneur, blah, 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 heiress. She did get into some acting later, but it's a stretch. You know? Yeah. But she was on the list. Anyway, it has hmm. been supposed by many that my song, Famous Ignoramus, is about her. Possibly because of the reference to a little dog in the line. You're decked out in Gucci, carrying your little poochie into ah. Prada, in a Prada bag into Club Hoochie Coochie. Hey, uh, it could be. But honestly... I would just say that it was. It wasn't. I was just looking for a, uh, a cheap rhyme. Yeah. And it sounded good. And I guess the ploy worked because when people hear the song, they say, that's hot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And here's one I kind of sort of recall that I want to know what you think about. Jennifer Love Hewitt's Bare Naked. I don't think I heard it. Oh. I don't think I've actually heard it. It's, it's another one of those songs. It's not bad. I mean, like and her, her as voice an actress. Yeah, her voice isn't bad. It's, it's cool. But nothing like you go, oh, wow. Nothing that's a real, dis- where they distinguish themselves like this next one. Uh-oh. Uh, big surprise. The Hoff. David Hasselhoff, Hooked on a Feeling. You ever heard it? Yes. Uh, yeah. The, He's got for a your nice listeners, voice. He does. For for listeners, that is that it is that hooked on a feeling, the B.J. Thomas hit, which would later be given a novel signature spin in 1971 by Jonathan King with the addition of Uga Shaka Uga Uga. Now I didn't, which I never I heard hate that. That part. Three years later, though, in '74, it would be a huge hit for a group called called Blue Swede. And honestly, my whole life I was calling it Blue Suede. I thought it was Blue Suede. I was yeah. like, are you talking about Blue Suede? That's what I was just going to ask yeah, you. But and, and because even though it, the spelling isn't right, there's a W in place of the U in yeah, Suede. But it could be. I still said Blue Suede. However, yeah. despite the spelling, now I realize they're from Sweden. Ah. So well, the intention is clear, but I didn't know. And I'm glad I'm not the only uh, one. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, the Natives of Restless attribute was retained by Hasselhoff in his 1999 hit. And honestly, I had never heard it before, but I have to say, he's one of the better singer-actors. Yeah, well... Did a very nice job with it. You he's... Know? I, I mean, first of all, he's beautiful. Let me guess, he's hot, right? There's he's, nothing... I mean, he was beautiful when he was young. He's still good-looking. I don't even know how old he is now. 
But that's He's like, one of those guys like Pierce Brosnan who's just yeah. like really good looking he's no matter really how old he is. really hot looking dude. And I thought, I mean, he's got a nice speaking voice. Yeah, yeah. But then to hear him sing, I was like, okay, very good. But yeah, of course he's hot. Hello, he's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably not popular to say he's hot, but I'm sorry, he just is. He still has beautiful hair. He's gorgeous. That that just chiseled, like right there, that jawline. Ugh, As the judge is saying, Kurt, I'll allow it. You know? Yeah, you'll allow it. Yeah, Thank well, you. we... we we talk that kind of shit on the show. We do. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was fantastic. He did a great so job good. with it. Yeah. And funny lady Tracy Ullman had a legitimate hit with They Don't Know About <laughs> Us. Reaching, the cutest n- it is. Ever. Reaching number eight on the U.S. She can charts. Sing. Yeah. They never heard of love. Oh. Why do I think Paula Abdul was in that video? I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Paul McCartney uh, was in that video. Oh! At the end. I mean, I get those two mixed up all the time. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Paul Abdul, Paul McCartney, you know. Same thing. They might not know stuff, but they certainly knew about this one, at least. It was a hit and a good one. A very, very sweet song. So cute. Now, now we are not including comedy songs, but Rick Moranis and Dave. So why talk about them? Because that's what we do here. Uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas of Second City Television had Mm -hmm. a hit in 1982 as their Great White North characters. Featuring that legendary Canuck, Getty Lee of Rush. <laughs> and it was called Take Off to the Great White North. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to do Getty Lee on a good day, much yeah, less today. nobody is. You hosers. Uh, but uh, that restriction uh, of not including that song, even though we just talked about it, <laughs> would also exclude Billy Crystal's You Look Marvelous. Oh, Absolutely <laughs> marvelous. Oh, Billy Crystal, Billy I mean, Crystal. honestly, the guy can do anything. He's one there of those is, guys. He could do no wrong. There's two people who are always funny, uh, I was going to say it when they want to be, as if they ever don't want to be. I mean, if it's a comedy, like Billy Crystal and uh, Bill Murray, the fucker mm-hmm. is always funny. He's always funny. And Robert De Niro. And you put Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro together, and you got good comedy. Some people hate it, but I think it's I, I love the analyze this and that. I loved yeah. it. And now... Yeah, you. you. You're good. You're, you're good. good. You. She says that to me a lot when we Come do the on. show. Do I? <laughs> no. Actually. I didn't know if I said that. Okay. Now, here's one we've discussed uh, on the show a number of times before. Actress Vicki Lawrence had a fantastic hit song written by her husband. Isn't that the night the, the lights went, went out, out in Georgia. Georgia. Nothing like hanging an innocent man to get the uh, songwriting juices flowing. Such a good song. Good song. Come on. Okay. Big leagues time, folks. Uh-oh. David Soul, 1977. Oh. Don't give up on us. That was a great song. Num- a fabulous. Number one hit. As I find out, he had always sung, but riding high at the time on the basis of his hit show, Starsky and Hutch, which oh, he yeah. played the latter role, uh, he put out this song, and it was a runaway smash everywhere. It was. There's, there's a really fun scene in Johnny English Reborn with the great Rowan Atkinson, where there's this double agent asset, and they need, they need to keep him alive, and English is like trying to fly him to the hospital in a helicopter, and he's... Tells his assistant not to let him go. You know, keep him. We, we need him. Keep him going. Keep him alive. Right. So the assistant starts singing to him. Don't give up on us, baby. <laughs> it's so funny. And they're trying to remember the words and singing real loud. And then they blend in the actual David Soul song. Oh, it's just hilarious. It. Uh, we can still come through. You know, that part, you know. Uh, oh. Great stuff. I truly love this song. And I uh, learned some interesting things about it, including... That in uh, Starsky and Hutch, the big screen movie, which I never saw. Never saw. Uh, Owen Wilson, who plays Hutch, right. actually sings the song in one part. Oh, now, that's a that's a funny little Easter you egg. You have to do that. That's a great yeah. Easter egg. You know. 
But the guy who wrote it, Tony McCauley, has written some sensational songs. So it's not just that was the one hit thing. He's written a lot of songs that I'm wondering if the punk in here knows being so young. Let me see. Baby, now that I've found you. Now, the title may not get you, but if I can possibly simulate it with um, this throat uh, ever, ever getting worse. Baby, now that I've found you, I can't let you go. Same author as Don't Give Up On Us. He also wrote, Why do you build me up? Buttercup, baby, just to let me down. He wrote them all. Uh, and, they all uh, kind of have a similar flavor now that you say them together. But they're—I never thought of them they're as amazing, being. Yeah, though, but I didn't. I wouldn't have. No. But now that we sing them, and in a, row. a group I absolutely adored growing up, the Fifth Dimension, oh, had a hit with with Marilyn McCoo, that divine oh. voice of hers. Last night oh, I didn't God. get to sleep at all. Same guy. Oh wow! What a legend, right? And also, besides, don't give up on us. Love grows where my rosemary goes, and no, no, see, she knows them all. I love that Nobody song. knows like me. I'm a lucky fella. It's a great Good. song. Oh, Tony McCauley. Upbeat, who knew? Pretty like happy. Oh, oh I love. Build me a buttercup. Oh my oh, goodness, what a on. what a legend. Anyway, that I was very interested to find that out. It's like, who wrote this song? Did David Soul write it? Maybe, but nope. Uh, what a, what a pedigree or not a pedigree? What is he a fucking dog? No, I mean, <laughs> what a. Uh, a legacy? What yeah. a, I don't know, something. What a catalog, really. Now, this one is you're going to... Now, I can see the eyes rolling now. Jerry Lewis, not to be confused with Jerry Lee Lewis. No, no. Uh, Rockabye Your Baby with a Dixie Melody, number 10 no hit. No idea, but I'm out. But even I wasn't around in 1956 to hear it. So, uh, Thanks. And uh, the posterity has not seen fit to present it to generation after generation. I wonder why. I wonder why. Likewise, Andy Griffith, yes, Andy Griffith, and his 1955 track. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. That's exactly it. That's him. That's uh, whistling is kind of almost. Uh, it's so weird. I, I, I did come up. I, I know well, we both loathe whistling. We have, we're pathological about whistling. I hate it in songs more than anything. There's, I, I came across a song, though, and it's one of my all-time favorites. I just didn't, rem- I didn't think about it as having whistling because it's very brief. Uh, and it's completely tolerable in the setting of the song Joyride by Roxette. Yeah, I can. Magnificent. Oh, that is like the greatest mm-hmm. pop song ever. I love that song. Heavy guitars. I don't want to hear the whistling. Great pop. It ruins oh. it for me. Oh. I love Roxette. It's brief. Oh, yeah. I right. still don't, it shouldn't be in there. There's no reason to have it in there. No, I love and One thing, as if the song weren't great enough, heavy, crunchy guitars, super heavy. Her voice. And those voices. Her voice, his voice, the melody, Ugh. the arrangement, and um, then they actually name drop themselves. I love what, and bands almost never do that. They say rock set at one point, you know. Which was, yeah, that's pretty. That, very. I really was thinking, I remember at the time thinking it was really cool, and then later on going, I bet people would think that that was really stupid because there was this big pull, total tangent. There was this big pull online should you wear your band shirts of your own band on stage? Don't be an idiot. You know, don't do it. You look ridiculous. Let other people wear it. But it, surprisingly, it was like 56% of people said, yeah, you should be able to. And the rest of us are musicians. are like, don't do that. Yeah. But I was like, don't do that. It Just don't do it. But I think uh, if you can find a way to name yourself in a song, and it's rare. I was thinking about this the other day. Queen mentioned themselves once in a song. And uh, the Ramones did it twice. It's, uh, I mean, it's one thing to name another band, but to talk about yourself as a band, you know, yeah. I think it's so funny. I like the yeah, rock set. That was rock pretty set. cool. Yeah. Now, getting into sticking, uh, apparently we got a lot of uh, hunks, a lot of uh, beefcake on this uh, chart here. 
Patrick Swayze. Oh, please. Number three. And by the way, this is a song. We're discussing songs, not hot guys here. Sorry. No, no, She's cool. like the wind. Exactly. Number three on the charts with She's Like the Wind. Oh. Now, I would say it was a damn sight better than the movie it appears in. Oh, hell yes. Which is... Terrible. Uh, which... Uh, One of the worst acted movies I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Honestly, which in a just insane universe i was trying to interpret it says here a just and seeing universe in a just and sane universe would have been like the wind and blown away a long time ago the yeah. movie dirty dancing but that song is so beautiful especially uh, obviously he's gone but to hear him this beautiful voice yeah i mean it song. absolutely suits it it's not even in the movie it's well placed in the movie yeah and, and it isn't like really cheesy or maudlin uh, no. or anything it's, it's actually quite beautiful yeah. it's very beautiful and he's got to end Boy, was he ever beautiful! <laughs> All right, I'll give him. Oh I'll give him that. You know. And then you you got to see lots of him in that movie, which was not a problem. Yeah, it's just the the whole entire movie was a that problem. That sucked. Yeah. And then there is Jamie Fox. Actually, made quite a few records, but the first was, and the one upon which I base my "nothing to see her folks" attitude was "Blame It." I'm sorry, it was fake shit, and I didn't care for it one bit. I mean. It was a huge hit. Of course. It was a huge hit. I prefer him doing his Ray Charles. Oh, yeah. Exactly. One of those actors who did soundtracks and stuff. Very, uh, I mean, uh, biopics. Great job. He's a great actor. But but, uh, stop here again and say he's way fine. (laughs) Jamie Foxx is way fine, too. Okay. He's also super hot. (laughs) Jamie Foxx is a good looking fellow, I got to say. Oh, yes. Uh, And uh, along with David Soule, though, probably my favorite actor hit is Eddie Murphy doing a nice yes. job My with a song about a girl who, to hear him tell it, wants to party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> I love that song. Now, I thought of a lot of those before. I love that tune. I love I mean, it. He, he does great. It's a great song. That? That's just a smith. I mean, come on. It's badass. Home to me. I mean, he just, he. Ugh. you wouldn't know if it was him. If it was somebody else, you'd go, wow, that's a badass song. Yeah. Now, I thought of several of those before this week, and then I, I consulted a list, I confess, and uh, or two, and came across some other ones. But this one was the biggest surprise of all. Absolutely. Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. She's smiling over there. Testify. Now, uh, you know, you know, I'll ask you, what do you think? I'm, I don't understand. People gave him so much shit for his role in Les Mis, and I think he's a great singer. I really do. I mean, he's not like... I'm not saying he's like, you know, the top of the line singer, but he's got a lovely voice. And I think he's great. He's been in, in, in music forever. Uh, that's exactly right. And I was just going to get to that. First of all, believe it or not, I, I know uh, Cave, Tar Pit, whatever you want to call it. I haven't seen Limits. I know. Yeah, I know. She's in, she's in shock of her. She's going she's gonna to need a minute. Uh, but, I mean, Hugh Jackman is a song and dance man. to our list. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. There's a list here that's growing. Hugh Jackman, a uh, longtime oh. song and dance man. Uh, I mean, incredible. song and dance man, and you get to play fucking Wolverine. I mean, there's nothing the guy, you know, I mean, he's all over the place. He's not what you would think ever, you know. Also hot. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, song and dance man. Okay, I mean, but super, you don't picture hot. him being a superhero. But Hugh no. Jackman does it all. I met Hugh Jackman, and he shook my hand, and honestly, I thought, I was figuring, oh, fuck, this is Wolverine. He's going to crush it. And he didn't. He was such yeah. a gentleman, you know. But uh, anyway. He uh, held back his Wolverine. What? He held back the Wolverine. He did. He, he, did, he didn't do the Wolverine no, thing. No blades, like, no nothing. He's like, no, no, no. I didn't know Russell Crowe. You knew, apparently. But I didn't know Russell Crowe had several albums out first. Mm-hmm. 
One of them <laughs> was called Bastard Life or Clarity, which is, I think it's a, a choice we all face. Mm. You know? Which is it going to be? Bastard Life? Clarity? I don't know. Mm. With Both? a group called 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. That's right. I couldn't remember what it was. 30 uh, Yeah, you couldn't remember that? Gee, I no, wonder why. I Probably because it's a sucky name. 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. Maybe if you're from Medionanda, it makes sense. You know? uh, formed in 1992, an Australian band with him on lead vocals. And his, uh, his name's not on the album, at least not back then. You know, now, right. that, now he's added. Yeah. But um, <laughs> turns out he's been singing almost as long as he's been acting. But, right. Uh, and another one, another album called, uh, they had a couple records out, another album of his own uh, called My Hand, My Heart, released under the name Russell Crowe and the Ordinary Fear of God. Hmm. Uh, and this song, Testify, totally kicks ass. I love that song. Yeah. I get it. People I mean, it's a weird. runaway train of rowdy, choppy, psychobilly gospel madness with horns and guitars blazing. It's incredible. I mean, it rocked my world. Son of a bitch. So good. And uh, and he and only one other person wrote it. And uh, as for his voice, uh, there are many career singer-songwriters who sound very similar and, and not as good. I agree. He, sometimes he kind of sounds like Tom Waits, but most of the time, Elvis Costello. In fact, the the songs are written a lot like Elvis Costello, and he sings like him. Mean, this could easily be passed off as an Elvis Costello album, which is saying mm. a lot. And uh, I listened to the entire Ordinary Fear of God album tonight before you came over. Brilliant songs, well played uh, and sung, and great Americana flavored nice. kind of rock. And I uh, heard the whole thing, just oh, like a couple tracks. Yeah, their songs are fabulous. And what really amazed me was okay, he co wrote Testify with one other person. Most of the rest of the songs on the album he wrote himself. Ah. And they're damn good. I mean, he nice. really knows how to write songs. Nice. And uh, it was a wonderful, pleasant surprise. And you know what? Uh, he's a hell of an actor, too, obviously. Seriously. I know everybody pans to 2017's The Mummy, which was supposed to be the launch of this Universal Monsters Dark Universe, but then the movie tanked, and they said, okay, let's put the whole thing on ice. But Russell Crowe is so amazing in that, as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, mm. that uh, they got to give him his own movie. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, see, I was going back to, like, A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, and yeah. All that st- he's just... Love uh, Russell Crowe. And uh, he's got some other group now, too, I just found out. Yes. Well, there was a lot I had heard and a lot of real great surprises, especially that. Yeah. Although I don't know why it should seem strange that these uh, talented actors should also be gifted in the area of music, being a person with a multiplicity of talents myself. Uh, Hugh Laurie didn't appear on any lists. Which, strangely enough, he yes, should have. He, he should, should have, have definitely. I was say. Uh, can you think I was of anybody else? Oh. Him? I was gonna, no, I was going to mention him, Don Johnson, and Patrick Swayze. So you hit on all hit on all of them. So nothing else comes ab- to mind, like, right? I was about to say that, and then you said that. Well, so. you led with Don Johnson, and that was I was a blind uh, spot, but glad I got to hear that one. Absolutely, good song. A good song too. No, all I right, so you can't think of any others. Not at the top. Not off the top of my head. Well. So, yeah, so I originally made a list off the top of my head and figured there had to be some that I overlooked or was too much of a dinosaur to have ever heard. So looked at a few lists, and uh, among them were our old buddies at Ranker. That's uh, mm-hmm. R-A-N-K-E-R, as in how things are ranked and ordered, not to be confused with Ranker with a C and an O. That's right. <laughs> but uh, if you are feeling that kind of Ranker, Bitterness or resentfulness, especially longstanding, thanks to the new Oxford American Dictionary for that, uh, <laughs> Well, if you're feeling that, then my advice, uh, and I'm not a doctor, I'm only a professor, but remember, I recommend listen to each and every episode of Birds of a Feather and winging it. Mm. Beyond that, 
Uh, it's also a good way to fight the seether, if there is any, if there's any way at all. Uh, except for that, I got nothing for you except an invitation and even an exhortation to my partner here to say something, and that is... Let's fly this coop. This has been Winging It, a presentation of Birds of a Feather, on What the Flock Radio.